Hello to everybody from around the world. Welcome to episode two of season two of the Retail Wavemakers Sea Trade Cruise Talks podcast. My name is Nadine Heubel. I am the Senior Managing Director Travel Retail North America at Newmark, formerly known as Harper Dennis Hobbs. But today I'm talking to you as the Retail Ambassador for Sea Trade. Retail has been going from strength to strength in the cruise industry, and I'm grateful for Sea Trade to have acknowledged this development by creating a retail ambassador role, which I am honored to have been appointed to. Part of my responsibility is to create further awareness for this exciting sector amongst cruise industry peers. And what better way to do it than creating our own podcast mini series, the Retail Wavemaker Podcast. In this podcast series, I will welcome different stakeholders of the cruise retail industry, cruise lines, retailers, vendors, and consultants, and I will discuss with my guests the state of the cruise retail industry. We have a lineup of amazing guests, and we will hear from them firsthand about latest innovation, initiatives, challenges, and their personal outlook of the future of cruise retail. And we will also get a little bit personal with our rapid-fire questions at the end of the podcast. Today, I would like to welcome a true trailblazer and female powerhouse, Jennifer Feldman, the Executive Vice President of Effie Jewelry. The Effie growth story in the cruise retail industry is second to none, and Jennifer has been really instrumental in growing the Effie fine jewelry business to where it is today. Jennifer joined Effie in 2005 and held various roles within the company. Before joining the cruise team at Effie, Jennifer oversaw growing the Effie business from a six-store chain of boutiques to the second biggest jewelry retailer in the Caribbean. During my tenure at Heinemann Americas, I worked with Jennifer on various projects. And one of my fondest memories was the opening of our boutiques on board the Sky Princess, when Jennifer and myself, we were joined by Jen Schwartz, the then CEO of Princess Cruises and now CEO of Holland America Group, and Kelly Coleman, who was actually on the podcast a few episodes ago. And we were joined and did the ribbon cutting and a, and a little speech, and this was really an amazing experience. And I have also always valued Jennifer's professional opinion. Despite all her success, I have to say, Jennifer is extremely humble and just a wonderful human being. So welcome to the show, Jennifer. Wow, thank you so much. What a wonderful welcome. Wow, I, my, my <laughs> cheeks are burning a little bit. You mentioned female powerhouse, and I just want to say it takes one to know one, Nadine. I mean, when I think of this industry and I think of a female powerhouse, I definitely think of you and how you, you know, came into this industry and just turned things upside down at a very interesting time in the cruise industry. And I was, um, it was just so great to meet you and get to know you and work with you. And we did some great things together. I'm just so happy to be here with you on your podcast and congratulate you on your continued success. Uh, but it takes a village. So, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> it, take, it takes all of us together. And it's, it's great to work with amazing people. So uh, happy to have you on the podcast here in a very sunny Miami. I don't think that you and me, we live very far apart for, from each other. So I think we're sharing the same blue sky right now. It's beautiful and it's dry and crisp and it's perfect <laughs> yes. Florida weather. I, love I think it. a lot of happy. our uh, listeners are now very jealous when we talk about all of this. But so we're not going to make them even more jealous and let's go straight mm -hmm. into the podcast. So could you tell us a little bit more about your company? 
So it's a family business headquartered in New York, but there is so much more to it. And I love for you to share this with our listeners. I would love to share it. It's definitely something, you know, that I enjoy talking about. I love the company that I work for. I feel so fortunate and grateful and blessed to be working for Effie Jewelry for 17 years, as you noted. So Effie was started in 1979 by our owner and founder, Effie Hamatian. Effie actually immigrated here from Iran due to political persecution. And he was a very successful electrical engineer and business owner in Iran, but he had to leave everything behind and just start from scratch here in the United States. And that is what he did. He started a jewelry business from scratch right in the heart of Manhattan. And since then, Effie has grown to become one of the largest jewelry manufacturers in North America. And as the company grew, actually, Effie's two sons, Bobby and Benny, came to join him in this company and are now leading the Effie company. So Effie has grown to become one of the largest jewelry manufacturers in North America since its start. In 1999, Effie started in retail by opening up stores in the Caribbean and Alaska, where cruise ship ports are primarily. And then in 2015, Effie at Sea launched with three boutiques on Princess Cruise Line. And we are now the leading fine jewelry retailer at sea. And we have over 110 boutiques at sea at this point. In 2018, we launched our media port shopping company, Hamatian Family Group Media. And we now operate our publishing and port shopping programs across three major cruise lines, which is NCL, Holland America, and Royal Caribbean. That's that's an amazing story, you know, and, and although we have been working together, I had no idea that actually Mr. Effie had a technical engineering background. Yeah, that's so interesting. Were you ever, did you ever come up to the office? I guess you did. You never, never. I just came up to the or... office once, but very quickly. I think oh. it was just like an in and out, quick coffee, quick meeting. Yeah. Yeah, he was an electrical engineer and he also very talented and very artistic. So we thought, how can I lend my engineering background and my love of design. And he came up with jewelry design. And it's one of the reasons why we're so well known for quality is because he is just yeah. very detail oriented. And he's just a stickler for quality. If there is one word, if you asked Mr. Effie if he was here, one word to describe his jewelry, he would say mm -hmm. quality. Mm -hmm. It's very important. Yeah, no, no, it, 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 all, it all makes sense. <laughs> So could you mm -hmm. also tell us a little bit more now about uh, really the scope of cruise retail at FE on how many ships are you, how many square feet of retail space do you operate? And then also something I'm always quite curious, especially in the fine jewelry side, what was the most expensive piece you ever sold? Yeah, it's always fun to take a little peek behind the curtain, but we're on 110 ships right now with FE at Sea Boutiques across seven major cruise lines. And then we also have about 30 retail stores still in the Caribbean and Alaska. Mm -hmm. So we're still very much a part of that market. And altogether, we have about 120,000 square feet of retail. So we carry all categories of fine jewelry with prices ranging from a few hundred to several million dollars. We have some several million dollar pieces. And the most expensive single item that we have sold on board was $550,000, which was a very rare red diamond, which if you know about diamonds, red diamonds are the most rare of all diamond colors. Wow. So. It's it's a shame that, that we do this only audio because uh, listeners, you should all see my face right now. Like I'm having open house, 550,000 <laughs> on, on board a cruise ship. Wow. Yeah. And our largest sale was $1.3 million. To a single person? 
One person bought 1.3 million. Yeah. That's crazy, but amazing. Wonderful because you have great pieces. So people shop. And we talk a little bit more because there is definitely more to your um, secret sauce. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more. What is the secret sauce of Effie? How can you operate 120,000 square feet, sell 1.3 million to one single person? And how can you be 110 ships? So tell us a little bit more about this. So our secret sauce has several ingredients, some of which will <laughs> remain secret, but I can talk about a few of them. One of them is definitely our ability to leverage the power of our brand while also offering differentiation across all our cruise line partners. You know, it's people love the Effie brand. It definitely helps with the sales. But, you know, when people choose different cruise lines for different experiences, and we have to cater to that. So offering a different type mm -hmm. of experience over, across different cruise lines is definitely one of our ingredients of our secret sauce. Another ingredient is our investment in people. From recruiting to hiring to onboarding and ongoing training and coaching, we put a huge emphasis on culture and development, particularly with our onboard teams. Uh, just as an example, this year, we will spend literally millions of dollars on training and development. And that is a statistic that we're very mm -hmm. proud of. We really mm -hmm. pour into our people. Another time that my mouth is open <laughs> during this, this podcast interview. Can you tell us a little bit more about this? You know, um, as you said, a secret sauce is your people. And, and I can really also say this from my side. That's why I always loved working with you and like working with you side to side in, in our operations. Because I felt that also from a Heinemann perspective was always about people. And, and I could see this at your end too. So yeah, tell us a little bit more uh, about this and maybe also what you said about training, like spending millions of dollars in training. Well, first of all, I'm so happy to hear you say that because as an outsider looking in, you yourself saw that. So, I mean, it's always interesting to get an outsider's perspective because we're working really hard on it, you know? So when other people notice it, we're like, oh, wow. So anyway, it all starts with building an incredibly strong company culture. Most of our new hires come from word of mouth. Our onboard team are most important ambassadors, both to our customers and future hires. So, you know, people really talk about, you know, how it is to work at Effie and that attracts mm -hmm. more people and attracts the type of people that are going to fit into our culture, you know, because that's important. And I think that one thing that COVID has shown us is just how important quality of life is. It's not just about the money. So we spend a lot of time pouring into our teams and it definitely does show in the sales performance on board. You know, at the end of the end of the day, you know, we are here to make money. And the ROI on this is proven. So we recently started a new division called STEP, which is the support team for FE personnel. And this department is fully dedicated to the physical and mental health of our onboard teams. So we do monthly health and wellness contests. We check in with people who may be struggling. And we provide a safe, judgment-free environment for anyone. Oh, that wow. And this it. is called STEP, this program? STEP, support team for FE oh. personnel. So it's been so great. And this was actually the brainchild of our president, Bobby Hamatian. He came up with this. This is an initiative that's mm -hmm. super important to him. And, you know, it's been great. So when we have, you know, something um, that is troubling with, with the team, not outside yeah. of the sales mm -hmm. performance, right? Um, we were like, oh, let's have step team step in. We offer, would you like to have a call? Um, anybody that is um, let go from our company for any reason, We check on them a couple weeks later. How are you doing? You got home okay? Is everything okay? This is really above yeah. and beyond what I what I what I have ever heard. 
and that's uh, that's amazing because yeah mental health is 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 really definitely an issue and and you know i i also i've always have have admired people working on board so much because the, 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 the conditions are not easy you know you you work seven days you you live in in small spaces privacy is maybe limited and so forth but people are, are, are come and and uh, come to work and with a big smile on their face. But I th- I think it's still very important, yeah, that they know that there there is a place to go. So that's uh, that's amazing what you do. Yeah, and imagine like right, you know, when we came back, returned to service. I mean, people literally all they could do is go to their store, go to their cabin. They're having their meals in their cabin. The minute they stepped out, they had to wear a mask. They were doing mm-hmm. testing. I mean, the the mental, you know, the the mental strain yeah. was was real and we had to be there to support our team members we made contracts shorter we did whatever we could you know to make them comfortable and you know and help them. kudos to you it sounds really that you're a very very caring company which i think is great like i said that comes right from the top that right comes right from bobby so and exactly that's i think down. also the only way it works you know it needs to come from the top otherwise it's not authentic and it comes mm. and when it comes from the top then it's really a strong message and it's really really strong so but let's talk a little bit about the category again so where do you see fine jewelry where is this category evolving in the cruise channel and then also besides fine jewelry what other categories do you see as like a, a stronghold in the cruise channel well in terms of jewelry we will definitely continue to follow trends and innovate one big category that we're exploring right now is mm-hmm. lab grown diamonds so traditional mine diamonds will always be the key driver of our diamond business but there is definitely an appetite for the lab grown diamonds because of the price difference and the sustainability and we are differentiating the two by creating a proprietary brand called reverie so that way we can differentiate to our staff and of our customers, you know, because there's a tremendous value in the traditional mm-hmm. mine diamonds and there's tremendous value in the lab grown and, you know, it caters different. to, mm-hmm. to different. And types. so this will be a completely so. different brand. So mm-hmm. it will not be under the FE brand. It will be a different brand. So it will be underneath the FE umbrella, but it'll be okay. a brand underneath. So it's okay. Reverie by FE is the name of the brand. Um, yeah. And we will continue to evolve the category as the the cruise industry evolves and right now sustainability is a big initiative of all the cruise industry so as we talked about lab grown but also our marketing is changing um i think you probably recall there's a lot of paper you know a lot of paper you go in and there's little stacks of marketing you know in every cabin the cruise lines are moving away from this um so we're pivoting to a much more Mm -hmm. digital Mm -hmm. marketing experience Regards to other categories, I definitely think gently loved luxury products mm-hmm. are going to be a big category. Again, price and sustainability, right? And I also think drop shipping is going to be very popular, which cuts down on the amount of inventory that companies have to have on board. So that kind of opens up to other categories like shoes, like you never would see any kind of shoes on a cruise ship. But if you were drop shipping, you know, and you only had to bring one of each size, maybe you could. And I do believe that there is a market for high-end luxury. I mean, we've proven it in ourselves with, with Effie and, and fine watches. And there is definitely a market for high-end luxury, especially for those people that maybe don't live in big cities and they don't have access to these types of products. And, you know, like if you had a Christian Louboutin little boutique yeah. on board, you know, you're going to get a lot of people that would never get to try on a Christian Louboutin shoes. They have the money for it, you know. But they just don't live anywhere near, you know, a store to try that on. And I also think another market will be large luxury purchases along the same reasons, right? There's people on board 
and they are high net worth, but they don't have access to things like high-end real estate and boats, right? And especially with virtual reality the way it is, like I could envision a seminar where you could do a virtual ad and you could look at these small yachts or pleasure crafts, right? And, you know, and actually have somebody on board, like selling these types of very high-end luxury purchase, high-end real estate, condos in Miami, that kind of thing. So that is where I see the future. I think we have to do another episode, Jennifer, because that's that's so, so interesting, really talking about this besides the fine doodle, which I find fascinating as well. And I'm learning so much today, but yeah. I, I love where you're taking this, that just not only retail and the products which are on board, beyond the products which are on board, and then really uh, using the opportunity of the guest, which is on board. I mean, we have a captive audience, not just for a couple of minutes or hours, yes. it's for, for days and sometimes weeks. And how can we capitalize on it? Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, definitely. And then you have also mentioned earlier in the introduction about Effie and all your operations on the cruise ship that you also have a port shopping program, which in a way really revolutionized the way cruise lines are looking at port shopping and, and, and how port shopping and shopping on board can actually not be rivals, but can actually be complementary to each other. Can you tell us a little bit more about this as well? Yes, I would love to. And the evolution of port shopping is a direct result of the evolution of cruise retail, actually. The whole port shopping program came about because there really was no viable shopping experience on board. So guests were almost forced to shop ashore and the cruise lines wanted a way to control and monetize that, you know, as they should. So when the cruise lines started stepping up the shopping experience through partners like Heinemann, Starboard, and Dupree, Harding, Effie, that created the opportunity to shift the shopping message. So the message went from only shop ashore to shop wherever you want, but definitely take a look at what's on board first. So that is how the shopping program sits today. Yeah, great. Because yeah, it's also something I uh, we had at Heinemann all, always welcome because, you know, it, it felt kind of strange that you have somebody on board who's basically advertising not to go to your stores. So I, I, I like what you said that uh, guests should definitely have the, the freedom to look wherever they want, but maybe encourage them to look first in the stores in retail. And of course, if they don't find it on board, then go to the islands, go on land and look there. But at least combine both shopping experiences. Exactly, exactly. There's such great shopping ashore. We would never, ever steer the guests from shopping ashore. And there's so many products that you can find ashore that you can't find on board, especially the locally made and the local owned and operated businesses. And, you know, that's an important, important part of the cruise experience, you know. So it's just saying, hi, but we also have this great selection on board. You can take your time. You can relax. You can go in and out take you know think about purchases over a matter of days you know so just letting people know that 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 is available so before we go into the rapid fire questions i have one last question for you which i asked all of my guests on the show and this is really because it's a sea trade podcast and we really want to elevate retail and we want to help all stakeholders involved in retail to elevate also the category so tell us what can sea trade do to help make retail thrive so I would say what C-Trade could do would be to continue giving a voice to retail, continue getting the message out about cruise retail. I mean, I myself have been going to C-Trade for at least 10 years, and it was only a few years ago that they had their first retail forum, which yes. you were on the panel. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you remember that, but we just loved that. We were like, wow, we had never seen anything like that. 
And then, you know, so continuing that type of thing, this podcast, I think is a, is a great idea, um, you know, just to get the word out and continue to allow us to get exposure to these, you know, cruise executives. And there's new like cruise mm-hmm. lines coming every day and, and um, you know, companies expanding into cruise. So, so the more you can put us in the forefront. Great to hear. Definitely stay tuned for Sea Trade this year. And then let's go into rapid fire questions. Are you ready for them? Yes. <laughs> cool. So yes. what's your favorite cruise destination? I actually say Alaska. I did live oh, there for you? a short period of time and I just love it. Yeah, just a very short period, just a couple of months. But I just love the scenery. I love the air. I love the food. I love the people. I just, you know, just Even the the (laughs) air is better, you know, I I love it. So favorite location on the cruise ship to unbind? I went straight to the spa when all work is done. (laughs) I have to go for a massage. Great great one. (laughs) And then in the morning, do you do buffet or a la carte breakfast? I love a la carte. I'm I'm nodding. Um, Bingo or trivia? Fun fact about me, I actually love trivia. I'm like a trivia. Oh, yeah? And what's your favorite thing? I like trivia, yes. Um, I like music. Um, you know, that's a good movies. I know a lot about movies. Okay. Okay. So I know, I know who I have to team up next time at a, at a trivia game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So what was the last product you bought on a cruise ship? So the last product I bought was an eyebrow pencil because I left mine at home. But can I tell you about the last product oh, yeah. I didn't buy? Of course. So I was on the NCL Prima for the Shakedown Cruise. So I was on a few days before the shops opened, you know, when we were setting up and everything. And I had my eye on this beautiful, gently used Chanel purse that I would go and visit (laughs) every day. And so the day the shops opened was like 10 o'clock. Obviously, I was in the Effie store. I went over there at 10.30 to see somebody else buying my Chanel bag. (laughs) (laughs) I did not get to buy my gently loved Chanel bag. And that is when I realized, and they, they, they sold so many bags that day. That's when I realized like, wow, this is, this is a good, but that's devastating. Oh my God. I hate, I hate when this happens, but good for, good for the, good for the (laughs) retailer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So what's your most favorite specialty restaurant on a cruise ship? I love all specialty restaurants. I I will tell you the most recent one I I was at was the 150 Central Park on the Wonder of the Seas. And it was magnificent oh, yeah? out of this world it was so good. <laughs> okay thank you for the recommendation so and last one is which retail operations on which ship is a benchmark in the industry to your opinion you know i wouldn't say that there is a benchmark and the reason i would say that is i think every retailer just like effie is working very hard on differentiation and i think Everyone's doing a really good job, I guess, because I've, I've been on a lot of cruise lines, like, you know, almost all the major ones since return to service. And everybody is doing an excellent job, but everybody is doing it in different ways. So I'd hard to say that it's a benchmark. Like there's some people that are partnering up with, uh, you know, with timepiece companies. There's another one that is working on being able to shop anywhere on the ship from the retail store. So there's a lot of really cool stuff going on, but it would be hard to pick up. Okay. Uh, Fair you know, enough, because I think it's a little bit of a cheeky question from my side as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> it's okay. I wanted to yeah. answer it, you know, but I was like, 
I don't want to say like my, my guests are also diplomatic. I I I love it. Well, that challenges us. We yeah. have to find a way to ex- 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 exactly. Now, Jennifer, this was amazing. Thank you so much. I I learned a lot. Although, as I said, we've known each other for such a long time, I've learned so much new. Really, thank you for taking the time and uh, speaking to us. And I'm hope to see you pretty soon somewhere in the cruise world. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's just, it's been an honor to be on your podcast. So thank you. Thank you.